0: Suzanne Feredson in her ninth Solheim Cup, with this to win the trophy. And she's done it! it. What a win for Europe! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ninth tee. Say, young Kim, back to back. Joined, as always, more than back-to-back weeks, Ben women's womensgolf.com. Mr. Ben, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, as usual, Ken. Thanks for asking. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. What a what a week. Some great play. The Pelicans Women's Championship as the LPGA returned after a three-week layoff. The last event, the drive-on championship at Reynolds Lake Oconee. Se Young Kim almost halfway to the Hall of Fame, her twelfth career win. She has broken the tie with GA Shin for she was tied for third, now solo third for most wins by a South Korea and L, South Korean and LPGA tour history. She trails Hall of Famers in B Park and Say Park. That is some nice company to keep for any player.
1: Yeah, not too bad. I would uh you know in a in the world of golf where Things as we've talked about before, especially in South Korean women's golf, where it's very competitive. That is the list. (laughs) I mean, that's such an impressive list to be on and to be moving up, moving well up on that list.
0: Now, we were texting Saturday, which was really the drama of this event was on Saturday when Allie McDonald, who went on to finish in second place, hit a hole in one on the 12th to cut it to one stroke. That Kim had the lead by. And then what What did Se Young Kim do?
1: Birdie, 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 birdie.
0: <laughs> she went into Kim mode. May as well call it wind mode. Pulling away. Se <laughs> Young has such an ability to go explosively low. We've talked about this before with her win at the KPMG Women's PGA Championship But what really shocked me about this. So after her win, she goes back to South Korea. When you're traveling from outside the country, going back, there's a two week quarantine period she spent with her family. Then the third week back, she celebrated with friends her victory. She didn't touch a golf club. Comes back to Dallas, practices for a week, shows up, wins by three shots. Living good. That's living good right there.
1: Well, yeah, like a lot of times it, we've seen it in golf over the years, you know, going back to, of course, you think about Tiger, but in golf in general, like women's golf on the LPJ last, you know, thing with the last four or five years, there's stretches of like feng winning multiple events in a row, Area jutani garn winning multiple events in a row. Um, Sometimes, like, but usually those events are very close to each other. It's like you find you find that rhythm in your game, and you play really well in that amount of time, like in that set period of time, that couple of weeks, or maybe it's a month. But to have that big of a break and to literally like essentially be stuck inside for two weeks, she picked up right where she left off. <laughs> it's like she didn't miss a beat at all. It, it really is remarkable. I don't know how else to put it.
0: She's the first one to win a tournament after a major victory since area Jatanagarn in 2016. And she's drawing inspiration once again from videos she's watching. She's watching the last dance right now. Netflix documentary on Michael Jordan's bulls final title run together. She mentioned in her post tournament press conference, she's a couple episodes into that 10 part documentary And like Mike, she's on the verge of becoming number one. Actually, there's there's no verge for Mike. He is number one, but she's awfully close to Jane Young. It's really hard to project. Who's going to become number one in the world rankings or how they move, because it's not. Every player doesn't play every week. It's a different calculation than just rolling the clock over another week and the formula just runs. It takes a little bit more manual projecting. So. It's either going to be Se-young becoming the fifth Korean in the last seven players to become the world's number one, joining Soyeon Yoo, NB Park, Sunghyun Park, and Jinyoung Ko. Or she's going to be awfully close, and that's a trajectory we could imagine she gets to. She hasn't finished outside the top 18. In her last 12 starts, this dates back to over a calendar year ago. 10 of those are top 10 finishes. Three of those are wins. She's winning 25% of her starts on the LPGA tour in the last calendar year. Plus. That's pretty, pretty good. It's
1: ridiculous. I mean, I think even if she doesn't technically reach number one player in the world, I think that we can say that she's the best player in the world right now. She's taking I mean, that
0: crown from Danielle King for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the but the, the thing that's interesting to me is that, you know, obviously last year, Jin Young Co., as we've talked about, had one of the greatest seasons of all time. But if you start to account for the end of last year and then bringing it all the way into this year, this is, it, it's, it's just, it's not, a common thing to happen to play at that level of golf for that long, that level that say young has played at consistently and with so many breaks in between again, she's not playing tons and tons of events. Obviously like the, the pandemic this year caused a lot of that to happen. That's a lot of the, the big reason, but regardless to be playing at that high level of golf for over this long of, amount of time, It it's not that it doesn't happen that often.
0: No, we were talking on the last episode about there being a player of each calendar year. That's really defined the year. And as of the last one, it was Danielle, who did not start this week, had two wins, was consistently in contention. But say Young's taken the major. That has to be worth more, even in less starts so far in the restart. And just in terms of her dominance, this was a course that had massive greens. So even misses, you'd still be on the green and regulation. Kim Birdie, 38% of holes relative to greens and regulations reached this week. That's nearly two out of every five greens and regulations. She's putting the ball in the cup and won. Or two, obviously, given reaching par fives and two, which was possible this week. But that's just emblematic of how dominant she is and she can walk on the course and rattle off a ton of birdies. Ally McDonald was at 34% of that same stat. And it was a three stroke difference. Between Kim and McDonald at the end of the tournament. Kim can just flat out make more birdies. She can.
1: I, I well look when you when you claim the title of of having the lowest score to par uh, in relation to par in an LPGA tournament ever at thirty one under par. Like <laughs> there has to be some confidence there. Like wherever you tee it up, like <laughs> I can go low. But I I really love how she plays. She does. She is not. She is not a slow player. Like she gets to the ball. If she if she isn't decisive on or if she's not sure of that shot, she might back off, check the yardage book once, get reassurance from her caddy. But she gets up to the ball and just attacks it, hits it, and more times than not, recently, it's doing exactly what she wants it to do.
0: The speed, it's worked for when. She shot a 61 in Portland last year. She talked about the key to her improving by 11 strokes day over day was having Paul tell her, listen, I want the target. I want the yardage. That's it. And she just goes. And clearly leaning into that has been super effective for. And that super effectiveness, she has an over one stroke lead in the Vare Trophy race right now. The LPGA scoring average. She's at 68.1, which would blow away any previous records, but it's only 27 rounds. Usually, the LPGA Tour requires 80 rounds to be played for a player to win the Vera Trophy. No one's going to get to 80 this year. There's just not enough rounds available with three tournaments left on the schedule. So it's going to be interesting if... The LPGA Tour decides to have the Vare Trophy. They announced they're not having the Rookie of the Year award. But if they do, what the round requirement will be? For Kim, she cannot get to 40. We talked about that before the last drive-on championship, where she needs to play every single tournament to get over 40. If she makes every cut, the rest of the way she'll get to 39. But she's averaging... If Brooke Henderson's in second with 29 rounds at 69.2... Then you have Nasa Hataoka and Daniel Kang, who've played more rounds. Hataoka with 35, Kang with 41. They're both at 69.5 and 69.6, respectively. And the reason this matters is about the Hall of Fame that Kim is on the track to get to now. She's won every year on tour. This is her sixth year. She has 13 points. The very trophy had another one that would put her over halfway there. So, I feel like this would be less of a discussion point if it wasn't, you know, the top five players, all the players averaging under 70. Well, MB Park is in fifth. She's already in the Hall of Fame. But the top four are all players who can make viable cases for reaching the Hall of Fame at some point in their careers. So, that's why this discussion matters more, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree like it's an important thing to keep track of because it the, the hall of fame is a big deal and as we we've mentioned before on this podcast as well like the criteria to reaching the hall of fame is pretty difficult <laughs> so any chance you can pick up points and and get towards that number it's a big deal so yeah, I think it is. It'd be really great to know what that requirement is. Hopefully we'll learn that sooner than later over the next uh, few weeks. Obviously, there's not too many weeks left in 2020 at all. So <laughs> it really needs to be figured out by someone, one of us. <laughs>
0: well, it's not you and I. We are not the LPG Rules Committee. If we were, I think we'd be changing the <laughs> Hall of Fame requirements first. But... Speaking of other award winners making their returns this week. Reigning player of the year, Jin Young Ko returned. Reigning rookie of the year, Jung Un Lee Six also made her debut in the post restart. And for Ko, it was her first start all of 2020. Ko finished tied for 34th. Lee Six finished tied for 42nd. Anything of particular note for you, Ben, from their two starts this week? You
1: know, I they didn't necessarily play. Great golf, but they played decent golf. It, it's it, what are you going to do? Like, it's you're coming back for the first time this year, or in WLE Six's case, the first time since the restart. That's a lot of time away from the LPGA. Um, I'm sure there's, despite their, you know, their abilities, their high level of play, there has to be a little bit of nerves just getting used to the environment, being back on the LPGA. Also, they've been playing in Korea before they came over here, or before they came to the U.S., joined, to rejoin the LPGA. And it's been pretty chilly the last couple months. So they haven't played in warm weather. That shouldn't necessarily be a big factor in how they played. But jet lag, all, all sorts of things. So it' not a bad. I think they eased their way into it. They made the cut, playing okay. We'll see. you are getting ready for the last major of the of 2020. I think that's the big focus.
0: What made my eyes pop was Jean Young Co's green regulation stat this week. Mm-hmm. That is her calling card as the world's number one player until things change. She'll be at worst number two. Last year, she hit 79.6% of greens regulation. That's a stat she's improved upon every single year in her professional career except for when she jumped from the KLPGA to the LPGA Tour. That's her calling card. And if hit the green in regulation, not much can go bad. She hit 57% of greens this week. For her standards, that is abhorrent. That is awful. So I was shocked to see her finish in the top 35 with that number. And it leaves a lot of potential out there for her to move back up the leaderboard as we expect and she had three consecutive top tens on the KLPGA before she came out here which is why I bet on her this week and we can hold on to that discussion point for later on before we rattle off the rest of these players at least six a tie for 42nd and they got an off week next week both these players can spend some time and figure out whatever didn't go their way in the lead up to the US Women's Open and see a meet around out the year. These are two players who are looking for those sponsor exemptions at CME. And probably needing a strong performance or two. I don't know if justify is the right word, but to present a case. But another player who almost added back to back victories. Ali McDonald. Who just ran into say young Kim getting her get in the way of that one. Really strong performance for her once again, after the victory, the drive on championship the Reynolds like a Coney. This was a good week for her. She's going to, she went from 62nd in the world to 44th after her victory. She's going to jump up into the top 40 impressive run for McDonald.
1: Oh, for sure. Like I think
0: she mentioned
1: earlier in the week that uh, in one of the press conferences that she's just feeling freedom. And I think that that is a, a fairly common feeling. For players, after you get that first win, you just feel like there's just relief when you go out there and play. And it's super impressive. Look, she played in in the tournament she won at uh, the Drive-On Championship. Like you said, she beat Danielle Kane coming down the stretch. who put up a great fight. And this week, you know, she came up just short of the world number two, who could be quite possibly the world number one. So... At the very least, she's playing. She show she is showing that she belongs. She talked about that after her win in Georgia that it's it's not that she didn't believe, but it's just very difficult to win on the LPGA tour. And I think she's just she's getting more confidence and she's playing some really solid golf.
0: As Grant Boone mentioned, she's one and one going up against Danielle King and Se Young Kim. That's pretty good for any player. Those are some top tier players to try and fight off. Another top tier player trying to find her form, Jessica Corda. Her best performance of the season, tied for 6th. First top 10 since Cambridge LPGA at Boca Rio in January. Florida treats her well, man. She she played well at the CME Group Championship last year too. Yeah, when you're at home. I don't I don't know
1: what it is but that has to add a lo- another level of relaxation or not relaxation, relaxation, but comfort. At least you're just being at home. And, and she's had some time, you know, she's had some injury things too. I think having some time off and being able to go into an event that almost feels, she doesn't live too far away either. I don't believe, or at least she grew up in the area, but uh, yeah, <laughs> shout out to to Florida, Jessica Corda in, in Florida. They go together.
0: The tournament was in Tampa Bay. Nelly Corda was there watching her all week. Got the updates from Instagram stories. Great news source. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Jessica is currently 26 in the world. She's going to turn to the top 25 after this performance this week. Other notable performances. Stephanie Meadow finished in third place. And as always, the Ashley High watch continues. She finished <laughs> in the top ten. Ben, did you see a shot from her today? I cannot
1: recall a shot on the telecast from Ashley Buhai, which is just this is. Absurd. (laughs) Get get Ashley on the telecast, please. She's been playing such good golf all year.
0: She was in. I, I still love the Portland event where the only thing we saw where she lost in the playoff Was the putt she made for birdie on the last to get into the playoff. That was it. (laughs) Right.
1: That was it.
0: So since the playoff, this is her second top 10 since then. She's had three top 10s and five starts.
1: Yeah, that's some really good golf. (laughs) It justifies more than a couple of shots or I shouldn't even say shots putts. A tournament like i i just want to start a campaign to get ashley some more television time some more screen time
0: what's our hashtag
1: uh oh man
0: hashtag buhi time hashtag
1: buhi time yeah <laughs> when what she makes that run look to the top 10 get her on the tv that's just just for at least a few shots
0: all right, we're going to have to add that to all our posts today for this podcast. Speaking of needing some time, the Jatanagarn sisters, unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19 before the tournament, could not make the start. And the former number one, area. she's been struggling, but finally found something at Reynolds Lake Oconee, finished high for sixth there, her best finish of the year. You were hoping... At least I was hoping. I guess I can't speak on your behalf, Ben. You'll see her return to prominence a bit. She's such a, a great player, a great personality, has has the unique flair of staying away from the driver, yet still consistently in the top of the driving category distance-wise on the LPGA Tour. You, you hope for someone like that to to rebound and build off that, and that opportunity was taken away from her by this scary disease.
1: Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, and I I, I do believe that Ariane and Moria uh, and another LPGA tour player, their good friend Jan Michai, I think they're all doing okay, uh, at least according to their posts on social media. But uh, which is good to hear. But it's something that I've been been worried about. I mean, it, it's at least something to talk about and think about with numbers in the U.S. just Climbing, climbing. Like this is not a <laughs> a health podcast or COVID podcast at all, but it, it they align in this matter. I mean, it. I wouldn't. I'm not going to be surprised to see. There's three events remaining. I'm not. I will not be surprised to see several more players and or caddies or other members of the LPGA world kind of have to not be at events, and that is kind of scary to think about. But. Um, You know, just wishing the best for everyone staying healthy and and so everyone so we can watch some of this great golf.
0: It's a scary time, especially with the rising case counts in the United States that everyone I'm sure listening to this knows and we don't need to delve into any further. Before we get to our bets of the week, I kind of wanted to delve into just to get a grander perspective of the Korean dominance on the tour right now. It's not necessarily fair to say right now, either. It's been this way for a while. The Koreans have 13 of the top 25 players in the world. And of that list, 25th place is major champion Miram Lee. (laughs) This is a stacked group. And to just think about how. How dominant that is. It's insanely difficult to make the Olympic team to make the UL international crown team for South Korea right now. It's Jin Young and Se Young at one or two that may flip flop tomorrow N B park at five Sung Hyun at nine. If you're not in the top 10, don't even think about representing South Korea at any of these team events. It's crazy. Good golf consistently consistently and it, it it keeps
1: on it keeps on going if uh you know i do keep up and, and watch as much of the klpj as i can hey ran you who's ranked 16th which probably no one knows <laughs> that's listening to this podcast she's so good just get a, if you get a chance just look up some clips on youtube she she's won on the klpj this year she is very deserving of that sixteenth uh, position in the world rankings, but yeah, which it, it's wild. Also, you talk about Miriam Lee, major champion in 2020, multiple time LPGA winner, and she's at 25th. She has 12 other fellow countrywomen ahead of her in the
0: rankings. It's
1: it, it is just uh, unbelievable. It it's amazing.
0: From what you watch on the KLPGA versus the LPGA. How would you consider the talent level difference? Like to give you a more specific example, when we go through our bets of the week, which we'll talk about next, and we talk about performances on the KLPGA, how would you compare that to the LPGA tour? Like, is that is that a justifiable perspective for us to use? their performance is out there or is it because it's not the LPGA we should weigh that less than I might've done last week with Jin Young, for example.
1: So you're saying that since Jin Young had those two top tens on the KLPGA coming into uh, her return to the LPGA, that's part of why you picked her, correct? Correct. Well, the KLPGA it's, it's deep. Like I, I, I think that it is a justifiable. um, At least, look, if you're looking at those, say, the top 25 on the KLPGA, those are all players that could, in my opinion, could compete on the LPGA Tour. And of of those top 25, uh, or of those 25, I think there's... Many of them could win on the LPGA Tour. It's a little bit of a different kind of environment all around. So... In different courses, like in Korea, it's it's a mountainous country, so all the golf courses are hilly, and you're you're dealing with a lot of undulations and elevation changes, and so it's it's just a little bit different style of golf. Which look to be really successful out there too. You have to be a great ball striker, which points to Jin Young, and historically, like as we've as we've seen her great greens regulation statistics. So. To get to your original question, yeah, I, I do think, yes, I do think it's a, a comparison that you can definitely make and and justify.
0: Well, speaking of that justification, we can run through my picks of the week. I'd argue you did better, but I had Ko at tie for 34th. Minji Lee tied for 15th. Brittany Altamari, the same finish as Lee, at tied for 15th. Sung Hyun tie for 66 and once again, Bianca a tie for 34th. She was my long shot. There, you know, close close chances the last couple events, but none of them were particularly in striking distance. Minji had a really bad day Sunday. She shot five over. She was in the top 10 going into play today. So this is one of the rougher performances in the bets of the week, but that comes with Picking winners, you're not going to get it right every time.
1: Yeah, I, that's true. Golf is just such a, a wild game, as we've talked about many times before. But I also feel like these, these finishes are slightly misleading. Like, type 34th, I feel like on a normal week wouldn't necessarily be that bad. But the score, like Seyoung Young just separated herself so much in and, and Alley to be, um, also uh, Alley as well. They're so far ahead. They're at 14 under and 11 under. So, I mean, I feel like that tie for 34th position on a normal week would be like, obviously, it is what it is, middle of the field. But the, but Say Young and Allie just and a lot of those those top three four range kind of separated themselves a lot. Uh, compared to the middle of the field, it, your picks your picks were solid. Not quite anyone there that made a real run. I think Minji started off the week pretty solid, but it was a windy course, uh, or the course conditions were very windy. The greens were pretty tough, so it, it's just one of those one of those weeks where it's tough.
0: Going to your picks. Lydia Ko tied for fourth, Lexi Thompson, tied for 27th, the aforementioned former number one Sung Hyun tied for 66. Mi Hing Lee, tied for 58th, and Mooney Hee missing the cut. Lydia was there, but as you just said, was anyone really there with Young's performance this week? But your rationale for Lexi in your pre-tournament analysis when you picked her was a really interesting thought. This was her home state. And you would expect a player as good as she is to find the winner's circle. But that's hard to know in this squeezed, shortened, COVID, anxiety-filled calendar.
1: <laughs> I really like that description. Yeah, that you're absolutely right, though. And you know, Lexi started off the week well. She had a hole-in-one in the first round. She had to three under and and then that was where the the big highlights kind of. Simmered, she kind of cooled down after that.
0: You know how branded content is a big part of sports? One of the best fitting brand content sponsorships is Acer for the LPGA. If you ace it, you get an Acer computer. Just genius just just Perfect. tip of the cap right there. Allie McDonald also got one for her first competitive hole in one on Saturday. But you know what? Just just a quick shout out for that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> but she Thompson was in contention to your point. And Lydia is she's on the precipice, I feel, of getting there. I see your bet it still felt early, but it's been enough time to recover from the collapse early on at the marathon classic where she had a double on the last to lose to Danielle by one.
1: Right. To me, Lydia has just, (laughs) I mean, personally as a fan of sports and athletes, I always tend to like maybe have faith in players or teams longer than I should. You know what I mean? But in the case of Lydia, I really do have faith that she she's been so so close. And if you watch her play, like she her game is just she's playing more confidently. The the things that we always saw her do so well when she was dominating the game as a teenager uh, was putting and her short game. She was always near. The top statistically in in those categories and she's right there in the top 10 a lot of those cate- putting categories and scoring average she's she's back in that realm so yes it is a shortened year but she just seems to be in that really good place mindset mentally she seems sharper physically she's sh- she's looking great and her swings looking good everything's kind of aligning they're There's some three events I would still put the bet. I still put a bet on Lydia.
0: Well, the odds on that matter for me to pick her or not, but the odds that we've both taken consistently is Sunghyun Park. And it's not cashing right now, Ben. This was a really rough performance, and it's making me rethink taking her, even though i felt very good about it. That's I remember when she returned at the ANA, I saw her odds and I said, this is the best value I've seen all year. And in terms of actual value bets, Bianca's at drive on Reynolds like a Coney is the best one I've made. But Sun Yun's has been up there, but now I'm thinking, After a tie for 66, we need another top 25 to get her trending in the right direction before laying another bet down on her. Just because this golf is not the standard park we've seen. And to your point about Lydia, you want to get in the door before the win, right? Like Allie McDonald's odds plummeted after she won, as they should. She's more likely to win a tournament after she's won. So you're trying to be ahead of the curve to identify value. But with Parker, are we, are we too far ahead here with making these bets week over week?
1: Right. Uh, Sung Hyun is one of the great mysteries in a lot of ways. Um, but typically her play has not been a mystery over the, the course of her career that we've seen her play so far. I know that she mentioned that she didn't return to the LPGA at the beginning of the restart because she was still, you know, working her way back from a shoulder injury. I believe a shoulder injury, which maybe there's some lingering effects of that or just who knows. It's really, there's lots of different variables that could come into play to affect play to affect your play. But to your point, yeah, I I do agree. Like it, it's tough for me because for Sung Hyun, one of her nicknames, that was given to her in Korea, was Tiger. Like they called her Tiger in reference to Tiger Woods. And it's, speaking of Tiger, like when he was going through those rough years, I was I always had faith, and like I always picked him. I didn't I wasn't betting or anything, but I always kept the faith. And with Sung I feel very similar confidence level to that. But to make, to make good value bets, it, I may have to lean a little bit towards your side. There might need to be a little bit of a better – She's show a little bit more of a sign of getting more towards that winning zone again, that winning mindset, winning play.
0: Which we've seen a lot of out of Se Young Kim. She's definitely been in the zone very consistently. It was just. I thought it was really hard to pick her with not touching a club for that long. That scared me off. Clearly, I was wrong. She was because she was above my 10 to 1 rule. She was at 10 to 1 coming into the week. That's kind of the line of it's a bad value bet to bet anything lower than that. Well, also, the
1: the the high or coming off the high of, of your a major championship win. Especially because she was talked about so much as being like the best player to not win a major, like that was a common, a pretty frequent discussion point the last couple of years. And so, come, to overcome that um, or to come back from that, like you said, it, it seems a little tough to to make that bet. But look, Se Young, she seems to be different. She's locked in. She wants. To win.
0: And Kim's winning zone has her just shy of $10 million in career earnings on the LPGA Tour. Fantastic run she's on. I'm sure we'll be talking about her more when we next come back. It's an off week for Thanksgiving on the LPGA Tour. They head to Texas the week after that for three consecutive events in a row, starting out in Texas. Then the U.S. Women's Open, also in Texas and looping back to Florida for the CME Group Tour Championship to conclude the year shortly before Christmas. Mr. Ben, as always, thanks for joining.
1: Always glad to talk, Kent.
0: We'll talk soon.
1: Sounds good.